0: Iowa Everywhere.
2: Chris Williams, Chris Chris. Chris Hassel Two guys named Chris (laughs) Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery From
0: the Channel Seed Studios This is Iowa Everywhere
1: Channel Seed Seedsmanship at work
0: Good morning. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. We are, as always, presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We come to you live today from the Channel Seed Studios. My name is Chris Williams. I am joined by Chris Hassel in Florida, soon to be traveling all the way. Like, you couldn't have a more cross-country trip than from you to go
2: (laughs) from southern Florida than to Eugene, Oregon. It's... Honestly, it would have been easier to travel to Seattle, Washington, because I would just be there. But I've got to travel to Portland and then drive two hours south to Eugene. It's going to be a, it's going to be a weekend. And then I take a red eye back on uh, Saturday night. So a red eye from Portland, does that go direct? No, I, I connect through Atlanta. So wow. I get back. I get back Sunday morning at like 11 a.m. Well, it could be worse. That's it could be worse. Than, yes. Yeah. Man, when
0: I used to do a lot of these Big 12 trips, you know, like you're going to like Lubbock and Waco, and you get back like late in the day on Sunday because the connections yeah. are so terrible
2: to get you back to Des Moines. So how come you haven't asked me how I feel? You can't you tell that my I'm under the weather. You look fine to me. You look well rested. I'll, I I will say, I feel a hell of a lot better right now than I have the last few days. So we did the You've show been that on Monday. Sick? Oh my God! I didn't go to work the last two days. I was miserable. So I went uh, I went to the doctor after our show on Monday, and uh, he wrote me a Z pack. So I got on the antibiotics right away.
0: Did you, it, you actually usually, have
2: like a bacterial infection? Yeah. Well, whatever the infection is that he thought a an antibiotic would, I don't know if it's bacterial or what's the other one. One of them is like resistant to viral. You can't antibiotic. Yeah, so it's a bacteria. Yeah, I had too much bacteria. Probably using a hand dryer or something. And uh, so I went into work, and I I just felt like shit. My throat hurt so bad. Did the did the show? Went home and woke up Tuesday, and I was even worse. Couldn't work. Tuesday night, even worse. Just kept getting worse. Kept getting Portal, worse, baby. Uh, so I didn't go in on Wednesday either, because I'm like, "Will you quiet that baby? What in the hell's going on? Is that your kid, Williams?" No, my kids are both at school.
0: Whose kid is that? That's just a fun sound effect. Oh, that's just Van Winkle mocking you for.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> I really like a thought it was bitch. one of your
2: snot-nosed kids. <laughs> no, because Van Winkle. No, go has ahead, a baby. Keep- Keep talking about your illness. Um so then um I'm just kind of staying home. What? Keep it going, Van Winks behind him when he's talking. I about but I finally turned the corner last night. I finally turned the corner. I'm feeling good. I'm going into work today. So um thanks for not asking. I just thought you had like a cold. I didn't think you were actually it, sick. It, look, having a cold is being sick. Like I don't know if you know this. I don't think you do. But in the Hassel family, it, it is a, I, didn't, I never understood it when I was a kid. Like my dad and my uncle, when they would get a cold, it would like knock them out for two weeks. And that's how it is for me. If I don't get on medicine right away, if I don't get on antibiotics right away, it is a two-week shebang. Two full weeks of this thing. I'm really sorry, Chris. That sucks. I, I really feel terrible for you. You're mocking me.
0: No, I'm not. Like I'm I'm really are. glad you're feeling
2: better. You. I am. How is Elise in her pissed pants this morning? She's fine. <laughs> I thought that was her. I really I thought that was her <laughs> no. crying because you didn't have time to change her piss pants. She's fine. She's at school. We're all good. What? She's at We're school.
0: Yeah, she goes to daycare, which you is you sent like her
2: to school, school in piss covered pants? No, she's all
0: cleaned up. She's ready to go. She's good. I, uh, what, what grade is she dad, in? Dad mode. She's in preschool, so... Okay. She's not so really was, in, like, real school, but... Yeah.
2: When I was in kindergarten, I was at the babysitter's house, but I had to wait for the bus outside, and we had to wear khakis to the Catholic school, and You ain't was, cool unless you pee your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was before that came out, so... <laughs> uh, so I pissed my pants waiting for the bus... And so my khakis all the way, the crotch and the inner parts of the khakis soaked all the way down. Like the piss went into my shoes and I got on the bus and the bus driver goes, what happened? I said, it's really hot out there. I'm sweating. I <laughs> just went on, just, just went on with my day. Just wore the piss soaked pants the entire day. Oh. That's the last time that I pissed myself.
0: We've got anyway. Iowa, Penn State. Iowa State really, really needs one this week against Oklahoma State. We have all this stuff going on. So, real quick, we have to get it out of the way. So, Van Winkle pulls up a review, the number one review to the Iowa Everywhere podcast this morning. <laughs> it, this is funny because I'm leading into this because this is our brand, hassle. This is what we have created the um number one review on iowa everywhere right now says good show i wish they spent more time on placenta talk (laughs) yesterday i'm at my i'm at my office and i was like unloading some stuff at the loading dock there and whatever and i'm driving off and this guy's like hey flags me down and he comes over to my window and I roll it down. I'm like, what? I I've never seen this guy. He goes, I love the shows. We just need more placenta talk, man.
2: <laughs> we just cannot oh, get away from it. I love it. And it all started because Van Wink told us in confidence that he and his wife were going to eat the placenta and I brought it up on the show <laughs> and then he denied it, of course. Yeah, but then it took he's... on a,
1: a new life of its own. Which is really, it's really heartwarming. <laughs> we were at, uh, our our daughters, me and William's daughters are in dance together, and that was the talk of the dance moms last night, was the placenta talk, so. Oh my God. Oh my God. I
2: love it. Hey, hey did you by eat by the way, your placenta? Did you eat the your way, placenta? the placenta talk's working because we just had our, our most watched YouTube show of all time on Monday. Yeah. All time. Broke a record. Another Broke. record. I mean, like. Three four thousand people watching this every day on YouTube now, which is that awesome. was uh, it's it's over four four point two thousand. Last I looked on YouTube, which I mean for reference, last year I would say we were getting at most we would get a thousand. Yeah, I YouTube, was going to say seven or. But most shows were yeah, just you know five six seven hundred. And credit to Van Winks, this is the best way to take in the
0: show. Yes, if you can watch it on YouTube every week, so. We appreciate all of you guys for for following along. Of course, we couldn't do it without our great sponsors, Channel Seed. Good luck to all those guys. Harvest starting up. Fairway meat and grocery. And um, I wanted to – we're going to do this later on after the college segment. We haven't decided on our survivor pick yet. I think we should discuss it on air because I think it's really interesting this week. So we'll do that with Circus Sports coming up later on. We do have our millions picked out, but we do not have our survivor pick uh, that one may go down to the wire this week for us as uh, we are uh, – we're still surviving, baby. Um, okay, let's start with Iowa and Penn State. Iowa is a more than two touchdown underdog in this one now. Uh, the black pants are, are being rolled out. That seemed to be the storyline like from – I do, too. I thought
2: they were sharp. I like I, I them. I, really um, like I, I think it's more of a, you know, simple look. Because it matches the helmet. And I, I, I do like the gold stripe down the side. Some people said they don't love that. But it's it's the inverse of the pants they normally wear. The only thing I would say is, is that I think in this environment, in this game, night game Penn State whiteout, with Penn State wearing navy blue, I, the yellow would pop more. Um, I, I, I kind of wish they would have worn these at a different at a different game,
0: like Wisconsin. That's, for that's fair. I just hate gold on uniforms in general. I hate it when Iowa State does it. Like, I just get rid of gold. And and to me, the
2: black yeah. is awesome. The black is sharp. I think it it is sick. really sharp. I it's I like awesome. it. I hope it's worth 14 points or 15, I guess. What is the line? 14 and a half? 14 and a half is circa as of Man. this morning. Um, I always got. More guys out on offense. <clears throat> Two of your top running backs. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's that sickness. Cliche, um, obviously. You've got McNamara, who's like 70 percent. Um, I am not confident going into this game. In you know it in in years past, for the longest time, I would always be all over Iowa with a spread like this. Because for the longest time, they never got blown out. Like they would go years without losing by more than a possession in games. But that has not been the case the last couple of years. They have lost four straight games against ranked opponents by an average of 25 points per game. They have gotten wood shedded the last four times they've played a ranked team. They're- they're
0: similar to Penn State, though, because Penn State's really good until, unless they're, you know, they'll blow right. teams out. Well, until yes, Penn State will, team.
2: like, blow everyone out except Ohio State <laughs> and Michigan, at, at yeah. least the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do like the position that Iowa is in as, as a major underdog and not many people giving them a chance. We've seen them compete in games like this before but we haven't seen them compete in games like this with this kind of offense and even though the offense is better than it was last year because McNamara even at 60-70 percent is still better than Petrus. when you look at the numbers side by side CBS sports research team put together these numbers comparing Iowa quarterbacks from the 2020 season through the 22 season, which was that was all Petrus for the most part, other outside of a couple games where he was benched, right? For those last three years, compared to this season with Cade McNamara and some mop-up duty by Deacon Hill, the numbers are almost identical. In fact, the completion percentage in the Petrus years, 56%, to McNamara and Hill, fifty four percent. Pass yards per attempt, which was you know, has been terrible, is has gotten worse from six point two down to five point nine. When you look at passing touchdowns to interceptions from twenty twenty to twenty two, it was uh they were plus five, 28 touchdown passes 23 interceptions this year four touchdown passes three interceptions and the efficiency is almost identical 111.8 to 113 that's uh, only through three games and McNamara's banged up but it's against bad teams Uh, Iowa State's the best defense by far they've played but Iowa State is not a good team okay People are going to put up points against Iowa State this year, guaranteed. So that that's that's alarming that it's that close. If if you would have told me in the off season that these would be the numbers, the first three games, I would be really disappointed, and I think most fans would be really disappointed. Chris, it's not that much different. The the staggering
0: one to me is the passing yards per attempt, mm-hmm. because you got these wide receivers, and you you think surely they're going to go downfield. A little bit more and they're really not i mean if you if you didn't know any better it, it looks almost the exact same this is where chris i'm really you know i think guys like us need to say this more often i have no idea what iowa should do in this game and can i get mm-hmm. into my kitchen refresh segment yeah Cause so you have a, you know, this good one for Iowa state and I'm thinking about Iowa and uh, we well, sh- shout out to our friends at kitchen refresh Iowa by no pros kitchen, refresh, real quick. If you guys are thinking about this, we've had a couple of people sign up through Iowa everywhere. If you get your uh, order in, if you get your, if you get by October 7th, if you get an, a consult booked, your kitchen will be done before Christmas. Again, so you got to do it by October 7th. So that's in a couple weeks. they guarantee that? Yep, they're guaranteeing Hmm. that your kitchen will be done before Christmas. So uh, kitchenrefreshiowa.com. So you know what my initial, what I had jotted down yesterday for my kitchen refresh segment was it's time to open this thing up. This is why you brought all these transfers in. Let them go out and do their thing. This is why you brought Cade McNamara in. This is uh, Caleb Brown, who's really been unseen throughout the year. (laughs) Seth, Uh, now you don't have a tight end. Your running backs are hurt. Let these guys go out and do their thing. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, the more I think about that, I think that's how you set yourself up for a 20-point loss in this game. And that little statistic that Van Winks put together there from CBS – like one, I don't I know you guys ran the ball better against Western Michigan. You but didn't it's Western protect, Michigan. Yeah, and you didn't protect Cade McNamara. He was still running yes. for his life in that game. Like, I don't think that the line mm-hmm. is it's better. Yeah. But but I don't I don't think it's equipped to basically have no running game and go out there and throw it around in Happy Valley. Two, McNamara is still not himself, no matter What they say? I actually said two, and you're holding up three fingers. Two, (laughs) sorry. I, I think your best chance to win the game, like I think this is ironic that you brought in all the, is still to just ugly the shit out of this thing, Mm -hmm. and hopefully your defense can get a pick six, and Torrey Taylor can pin him back some. I actually think now with all these injuries and what we've seen so far that if you go out there and do what my initial my initial thought in this game was let these transfers go out there and do what you brought them in for, I don't think that in this setup that they're capable of it. And I, I don't 100% agree.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think I knew if they exactly do that, they're, they're gonna going to lose by 20. I knew exactly where you were going and why you second-guessed what you jotted down because I, I think that's a recipe for a blowout. I think they would just tee off on McNamara and his lack of mobility. I think they would send pressure. And I mean, like the offensive line's been better, but still, you get a good defense out there dialing up different blitzes. If they were bad last year, they're average now, right? If they were bad last year, they're
0: average now. Like, I don't, they're not good. By mm-hmm. it, by Iowa standards, they're they're still bad. But like, if if they let's, if they were a three last year, they may be a five now. That's they have why not taken Chris, this
2: huge I, step. I don't really see a scenario that Iowa wins this game, unless they do just totally muddle this thing up. It's raining. You get a, a the, the Adrian Claiborne blocked punt return for a touchdown. Penn State has is one of two teams in the country that hasn't turned the ball over this season. I've got the other one this week, Oregon. They're not making mistakes. They haven't played a tough schedule. They played West Virginia. They're okay, but probably gonna finish bottom five of the big twelve. This is Penn State's biggest test of the season, but I, I just I have a tough time envisioning how Iowa is going to compete in this game because the defense has shown that it will give up some big plays like they've, the defense has some holes that it didn't have last year. And I think Penn state can take advantage of that. And you know, Iowa falls behind by double digits and this thing could turn ugly. Now I really hope that's not the case. And I know this defense is still good and I know the special teams is good. And maybe Iowa can somehow have some success on the ground. Chris, I think that's the only way that they can win this game. They have to be able to run the football. And I know that two of their top running backs are out, but let's be honest. If there's one group anymore where you can sustain injuries and go to backups, it's running backs. Like Pete Prisco says, they grow on trees. It really doesn't matter that much anymore unless you've got just a top line B. John Robinson back, which Iowa doesn't. Chris, let me give you a stat here real quick too mm -hmm. on this passing game. Okay.
0: So, Caleb Grant Brown, the guy we did an emergency podcast on, hasn't caught a pass. Okay? <laughs> I'm going through the rest. This is Iowa's receiving Who could have lead. seen that coming? <laughs> I, 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 I'm coming to defensive Cade McNamara right now. This is mm-hmm. where I'm going with this. Uh, they're receiving leaders. Luke Lachey with 10 receptions. He's out for the season. Eric All has seven receptions for 81 yards on the year. Seth Anderson has four receptions. Nico Raggini has five. Iowa's wide receiving core has only caught 12 passes on the season so far. Okay, so, like, I guess my whole point to this, Chris, is, like, when, when, and again, like, when my ignorant brain automatically goes to, let McNamara go out there and cook, man, like, that's what you brought him in for. Like they haven't shown anything to make us think that they are doing anything remotely close to that. And I, this is just like, it's the same Iowa. It it, it really is. It's the same Iowa. And And as soon
2: as he gets hit one time in that quad and, and he goes out uh, this whole thing. Maybe you, maybe you go out
0: and you played this ugly ass way for the first half. And if you're, You know, if you're down
2: two scores, maybe then you open it up and try. But I just, I think... I think you just, you have to stay on the right side of things. You have to be able to run the football, shorten this game, take time off the clock, prove that you can rush for four yards a pop so that you don't have to put it up on third and long. Because we've seen how that happens, you know, in an environment like this. If it's third and long and you've got to throw it and you've got a quarterback who can't move and wide receivers who aren't going to be able to separate... And Lachey is out. Oh, my God. I mean, I. The Lachey thing just sucks, man.
0: Yeah, that, it does. That. Iowa bad. losing a tight end like him is like most teams losing their star running back or what. Like, it's such a pivotal piece of what they want to
2: do. And oh, It's like a team losing their top receiver,
0: for sure. And in the running game, like, he's a good blocker. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric All's not. Like, that's. It's not really his thing. Like, he's not out there for that. So it, it just. It's a really, really critical piece. I'm less concerned about losing the running backs. It's like whatever you'll plug mm-hmm. Williams. In. You know, like there's there's options there, but man, Lachey is just it's brutal. I that made me sick watching him go down last week. Don't want to see it like that. So for
2: I, Iowa to have a chance to win this game, the offensive line is going to have to have their best game in many years. It's as simple as that. No doubt. No doubt, and McNamara has to play
0: like he's got to be more efficient. The fifty-four percent thing, the Mm -hmm. you know missing uh, Ragini in the end zone, the you know that stuff. He's just got to be. He's got to be the anti Spencer Petras. I'm not just taking a shot at Spencer, but like the throws that are there, he's got to make. That is what he can do to upgrade that. But he hasn't really, he really hasn't done that so far this year. And I'll and I'll give him a. You know, I'm I'm more on this is a system thing, not a Cade McNamara thing, and that's why it's like I just I don't see any way that this is yeah, gonna be but it's very also
2: different. the injury thing. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. That yeah, changed that. everything.
0: Yeah, it may when he it maybe, that time in practice. Maybe in Brian Ferentz's defense, that he saw how banged up his quarterback was, and they had to adjust to it. I mean, that that that's certainly possible as what
2: as well. But but as as Van Wink throws up here on the graphic. The last time Cade McNamara went into Penn State, he had his best game as a quarterback. At Michigan, 2011, they go into Penn State. They were ranked 23rd at the time. McNamara, 19 for 29, 217, three touchdowns, no picks. I do was think, with a different too, team. that... It was with a different team, and he wasn't hurt.
0: I think that the different team aspect, and it, it's just a big difference when you're... When you've got the best players on on your side, and, and I mean he he went from a you know God it's not like Michigan's this crazy offensive scheme because it's not, but it's it's a hell of a lot more elaborate than what the Ferences are running out there. It's he's seeing things for the first time. I know he's experienced and stuff, but this is this is all new. Uh, what do you think? You know, I didn't necessarily make a pick, but would you take Iowa to cover the fourteen and a half? <sighs> I don't think I would at this point. I did in Dave Z's pool, but I might go change it now that we've talked about it so much. It is going to rain.
2: Yes. Which that favors Iowa. Like we, no hope, doubt that. I, I hope that it rains. Yes, I do. do you um, want that equalizer. And, you know, the last time Iowa had a win like this, I think that was the last time Iowa had a top 10 win on the road was 2009 in the rain at Penn State, but... Look, what did they need? They needed a block punt return for a touchdown. They're going to need something like that. They're going to need the offensive. There's so many things that they need in this game to win. And I know we're not talking about them winning. We're talking about them covering. I just worry that it could get ugly and that McNamara might have to be running for his life and it's going to really aggravate the injury. I think it's fair to you need a defensive touchdown to really be in this one. Or at least, I think you need the defense to set you up in the red zone for sure, at least once. Uh, You're going to need a punt down to the one-yard line. You're going (laughs) to... God, there's so many things that Iowa needs. Now, they've done it in games before, but I think this is a different animal. Um, If if I had to take a side, I would still take Iowa plus the 14.5 just because they're gonna you know they're gonna want to shorten the game they're gonna want to you know not take chances not make mistakes um they've got great special teams they've got a really good defense i wouldn't feel good about it at all i mean no just the stat that i said 10 minutes ago they've lost four straight games against ap ranked teams by an average of 25 a game all right
0: let's move on to iowa state um you know, here the bad news is you're one and two. Lose that game to Ohio. What's the good news? That Oklahoma State just isn't very good. <laughs> this uh, is the last th- time Iowa State's going to be favored this season. Probably, yeah. As it stands right now, that's that's definitely the case. The, this Oklahoma State team is is really struggling. I'll give you a few stats. Um, th- this is staggering. If you know, if you followed Mike Gundy's career. Oklahoma State ranks 127th nationally, averaging 4.6 yards per pass completion. I mean that is, mm. is for for one of for for a long time a top three or four innovative guy in the country. Uh, that that's that's really staggering. They're 110th in penalties, 83rd in turnovers, and opponents are running the ball against them, averaging almost 4.5 yards per carry. South Alabama was able to rack up 245 rushing yards last week in Stillwater. So, oh, that means Iowa State's going to try to run it again. I, it's terrifying, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, I do have little birdies that I, I think Iowa State gets it. I think that they. I don't think it's going to look incredibly different, but I do think that they. I think the stubborn factor for Iowa State's going to drop off a little bit in the coming weeks. I, have you seen the weather forecast for this one, though, Chris? Because no. this could be a really long night. What's, uh, what's Amber Alexander saying about this one? That not only rain, but 30 to 35 mile per hour winds and potential, like, tornadic activity. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those games. So, 3 o'clock start, I mean, we still might be playing football at 10 o'clock at night if there's lightning delays and, and all of that crap. So I'm I'm hesitant to really give a lot of analysis leading into the offense because if it's a 35 mile per hour wind, like I mean, oh my wind, god, yeah, that's the biggest. Like I don't know, do you want to be thrown all over the freaking wind tunnel that is Jack Trice Stadium? I this is fascinating. I like Iowa State to win the game. the fa- The fact that they lose to Ohio like that, they come out their favorite. All the pros are betting on Iowa State. If you look at the numbers, I like Iowa State to win this game. But I also it's like I'm not crazy confident because, well, why would you be at this point? What do you think?
2: Weather could change everything. You're right because this is a game I did want to see them kind of open things up, have Rocco Beck, put the game in his hands. Like he's been the one bright spot on offense. Put the game in his hands. Let him grow. Let him throw it down the field. And if you want to get the running game going, throw it out wide. Yeah have no you know that's it's it's just like the running game but it's with a pass and that spreads out the defense too and it will open up the box a little bit if you do want to run it but the, the weather forecast that that could change everything and that's really that's that's too bad um it, it's it's good that Oklahoma State's been terrible against the run but who's worse Oklahoma State against the run or Iowa it's, state trying to run. It's it's
0: uh weakness on weakness, baby. Oh. No strength on strength in this one. The well, good news is Iowa State's defense is still putting up top 15 numbers in the country and Oklahoma State's offense is still playing three quarterbacks. He's still running three quarterbacks out there heading into the fourth game of the season. And he's still uh, going to do that this week, right? Th- as far as we know, yeah, nobody I mean, has has separated themselves. No, it's been really weird. I think Gundy's. I've been saying this for two years now. I think he. I. I would have sold my stock in him a long, long, long time ago. He's. He's Dabo Light, man. Like you can't. Can't sit here and just fight the transfer portal and fight nil and then just you know, guy wore an OAN shirt and you know like he's doing all this stuff. He just doesn't connect with kids anymore, and. I'm I'm just really, really skeptical that he's going to get this thing turned around. And, and that hurts me because I love Mike Gundy. I've enjoyed covering him for a really long time. I think he's the second most tenured coach in the country behind Kirk Ferentz, correct? Um, That sounds I believe, right. I believe he is. Yeah. Maddie, what do you got here? Is this so, this uh, message board yeah, rumor yeah. that's been flying around? Yeah, so I saw John I Miller tweet Diving into the message
1: board. No, John hear. Miller go posted Pokes, this. Who Pokes, knows if there's any validity 24/7. to it? But uh, message board geniuses on Twitter says uh, well-respected sources tell them that most of the Oklahoma State team plans to quit after the game on Saturday against Iowa State. So.
2: Wait, so but okay, well-respected sources. Why? Why wouldn't they already have quit? Like, why? If you're gonna quit, uh, I'll tell you. Wouldn't you quit after South Alabama? Up. Yeah, it's the portal timing is what this guy is saying. So they want to be able to play in one more game, yeah. and then go into the portal because you can that's, still quit and then go into the portal a week yeah, later. That's what this guy's saying. I mean, I I highly doubt this is true. So is this the last game for Oklahoma State as a program? They're just gonna <laughs> you're just gonna close up shop. See ya. It's been good. Uh man, there's nothing like
0: a fan base when you're down in the dumps on a message board. I. Uh, why how do you, you think i lost
2: my hair? <laughs> I look 20 years older than I am. Yeah, how have um, the message boards over there at Cyclone Fanatic been this week after losing that game in that fashion to Ohio? It, they've been what you would expect, honestly.
0: Like The free board is on fire because that's where all the people with pissing. And then the premium board's a little more of a nuanced conversation about how many young guys are playing and all that. But it's... Uh, exactly what you would expect. It's staggering to lose a game like that to Ohio, frankly. And then i th- that's what sucks. I, I hope the weather can hold off a little bit because, again, like, I, I, I'm not expecting anything drastic. If you would have watched Iowa State's media availability on Tuesday, you would have thought they're going to do nothing different. I think they were playing a little close to the vest. I think the game plan... Well, Campbell said he was going to put that fan in a coffee can. <laughs> I think that the plan was to throw a lot more and just start working on that but again like i mean i'm debating i can't even decide if i want to take my camper because it's going to be a freaking washout there and that's too bad you only get seven of these a year i know it looks bad too like it like actual like severe weather and stuff like that not just and amber had in her deal you like certain pockets in central iowa could get three to four inches of rain this weekend like that's a that's a lot of rain over the course of twenty four hours or whatnot. So yeah, I'll I'll be up there all weekend keeping you guys abreast on it with Cyclone Fanatic. But I, I like Iowa State to win this game. It seems like a really natural bounce back spot and believe it or not, I think their program's in a lot better shape than Oklahoma State is at mm. this point. Based off of that message board rumor that Van Winkle pulled <laughs> up, <laughs> I do not think Iowa State team is going to quit. But man, when like we were talking about with Iowa, you get rain and all that crap into it; it's mm-hmm. a great equalizer. And let's let's face it, it's not like Iowa State is overly talented compared to Oklahoma State. That's not the case. Uh, I just don't think that their team is going to quit. So the interesting thing one one thing, Arlen Bruce was there. I was reading a bunch of the the Oklahoma State media. He's still been, on the team. He's in one of those like Hunter Decker's spots where oh. he's he's technically on the team because you can't kick him <laughs> off until right like
2: it, it really they're inter- not they're not gonna
0: play again no they're not but like the point being all the Oklahoma State media used Iowa State week as a reason to write about that story oh okay. There's been a
2: lot of Arlen Bruce stories. But anyways, what's your kitchen refresh uh, on Iowa State? Give me what you you got. What do you got on the cycle? I'll launch into the old refresh. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm changing it on the fly because before I heard about the weather, it was going to be open that thing up. But my refresh is going to be this is it. Like for Matt Campbell, I mean, you lost what I thought was the most important game. Against Ohio. Is this now the most important game? No. Okay. Fans are going off a cliff. Some fans have turned already. You have to win this game. Like, no matter how ugly it is, you have to win this game because I think if you don't win this game, then pissed off starts turning to apathy. And there's nothing worse for a program than apathy. Because the rest of the way, you're going to be an underdog in every game. If you can't beat Ohio, if you can't beat Oklahoma State at home, who are you going to beat on this schedule? I think it it turns a lot uglier if they don't win this game. Because fans know, fans know that Iowa State's favored in this game. Let me uh, let me follow
0: up, too. I actually think, too, if, if the weather's as bad as it's it supposed to be, that could favor Iowa State, too, because if Oklahoma State is unraveling like we think they are, they probably aren't going to want to be there. Like, this could be your opportunity to just piss-pound them. Like, we've seen these Southern teams up in our shitty weather before, and so we'll see. But this is a good culture game for Iowa State, though. Like, how how do you bounce back from that? yeah. Well, I mean,
2: you're gonna start losing the culture if, if
0: that's you what know, I'm win saying. Like, how do you bounce back if it's an impressive one? Like, if the guys are all together still, like Matt tells us, mm-hmm. then
2: you bounce. Yeah, back Yeah, then you can go you up really in the post game and say, "Hey, we, we've we've turned this thing around. We 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 bounced back. It's it. this is mm-hmm. the, this is the five star culture that we talk about. We're one and zero in the Big Twelve, and things new can turn. season. <laughs> yeah, yeah." Absolutely. But I tell you if you lose this game, oh my god. I I don't want to be the fan that's yelling at Campbell walking into the uh walking up the tunnel after the game. Somebody on our chat um said that
0: little troll who harassed Campbell, they should make him the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Uh shout out to our friends at Channel Seed. We appreciate y'all. We are here in the Channel Seed Studios, presented as always by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Let's get to our top three games of the weekend. Uh really a stacked weekend. This is the first blockbuster weekend of the college football season. Just One stacked. that I wish selfishly I wish Iowa State was on the road this weekend so I could just sit around and watch. Uh Hassel, what are your top three games?
2: Yeah. Hard to I'll pick. start with with Florida State at Clemson. This is a monstrous game for both of these teams. For Florida State, this is okay, this is the changing of the guard in the ACC. This is you, this is supposed to be your year. Clemson is is on a downward trajectory. They've already lost to Duke. They're not ranked. You have got to go in there and show that this is a changing of the guard and you are a legit playoff team. For Clemson, you lose this one? Oh my god after what you did against duke i mean things go things go south in a hurry you got that chop out you're such a
0: fatalist with all these it's like man if they don't win this then they're you you. not and clemson
2: if they don't win this, just shut the goddamn that's, program down that's why it's one of my <laughs> top 3 games It's because love it. what's on the line for both of these programs florida state's got to prove it they've got to prove it is it finally your year is it finally a our changing time. of the guard Yes, it is. Florida State wins this by double digits. There you go. That's my pick. That's my first game of the week. Ben, wait, give me that second game. Oh yeah, Ole Miss. Kiff, baby, Alabama. Okay, Alabama's a six and a half point favorite. Wow, I'm this a head scratcher. Yeah, Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin is he going to go in there and lay the death blow to the Alabama dynasty? You're going to go in there where he was the offensive coordinator under Saban for all those years. Alabama's got, mean, they got beat by Texas, benched Milroe, went with two quarterbacks against South Florida, barely win that game, and now you go back to Milroe in this one. There's a good chance that they lose back-to-back home games. And then how far are they going to fall? You know, fall into the twenties in the rankings, and then you're going to have all kinds of stories being written about the the Alabama dynasty officially over. Is, how's that for hyperbole? You <laughs> I like <love> that? <laughs> okay, that's my second game. My th- I used to my, think
0: I was hyperbolic, and then I started third working game. with
2: you. Jeez. Oh, see, I, I, I bet you you would have had this game had I not picked it. I love this game. This is Oregon one of my favorite State games of the week. Yeah, three point favorites at Washington State. The Beeves. The two Beeves and the Coogs. The two teams left in the Pac 12 that nobody wants. They're both ranked. They're both unbeaten. And they're going to put on a show in Pullman, Washington.
0: I'd love to visit Pullman. I've been to Corvallis before. It's phenomenal. Pullman, Washington is a place that I want to go and watch a game. Man, when Leach was out there, and he had it humming there for a while. Like, we we had that Alamo Bowl with Washington yeah. State and Leach, and like, those fans are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, they're nuts. Yeah, th- this will be a. I wish game day was going there. That would have been really cool if they would have
2: featured that. I mean, for everything ESPN did to yeah, kill the right. Pac
0: 12, it would have been what a really. Would,
2: yeah, what would. Uh, I wonder how all those fans would react, ESPN. That, in those.
0: The game day guys would just be like, you know, this is a travesty that the Pac-12 is yeah, blowing right. up when like the guys writing their checks are the ones doing it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'll give you my top three. I had to pick the scraps of after what Chris. What do you mean? I left with. you. I left uh, you the biggest game. You did. Uh, here's a little one that's not a two marquee, but it's really important in the Big Twelve: is Central Florida at Kansas State. Kansas State is a four-point favorite in this one. Really interested about Central Florida here. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're undefeated. Where are they at in the Big Twelve hierarchy? How does Kansas State bounce back from, you know, a disappointing loss? Major major injuries at Kansas State right now. They are depleted. But on they're offense. a four point favorite. Yeah, this could be an underdog play for for somebody out there. Look into those Kansas State injuries, and and again, like I've I've, I've had this read on UCF that. Normally, I don't like these teams that are moving up in a conference realignment scenario uh, for a couple years. But man, Malzahn has treated this like an SEC program for a while. This is not, you know, Cincinnati that has to completely redo its roster after a coach leaves. Like mm-hmm. Malzahn seems
2: to have this thing rolling. So that and the Big Twelve appears very gettable. I mean, outside of yeah, absolutely, we'll, we'll see how elite Texas is and how good Oklahoma might be. But after
1: that. Yeah, if Texas or Oklahoma Who's slip next? up, this could be a, one of the teams that make it into the championship mm-hmm.
2: game. Well, Kansas uh, I mean, State was picked second, and got to remember that's not a conference game that they lost against Missouri. Correct. My biggest thing with them, I think they're pretty good, but their injuries,
0: like I, mm-hmm. they are depleted. Uh, we've got Colorado at Oregon. Your game of the week uh, for Learfield. Not a Saturday night game. This is a 2.30 kick, I believe, local yeah. here. Yeah, 12.30 uh,
2: in, out yeah. west. Yeah.
0: Um, God, a twenty-one point spread <laughs> in this one. Like, I mean, we do this Dave Z thing where we we pick games and like, I I'm on Colorado at twenty-one. Like, I, are you? I mean, everybody's pounding Oregon. No Travis Hunter. And you know, but like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we keep doing this to Colorado and they yeah. keep winning
2: games. So, yeah, I mean, I, 21's look, I, pick, a lot. I picked against them when they were 21 point dogs at TCU. I picked against them yeah. when they were only a three point favorite against Nebraska and they blew them out. Now, I did, I, I picked against them with Colorado State and they almost, I mean, they covered and almost won. I don't know. I, I Oregon is really, really good. They are. I, oh, man, they, it's funny. I, I've been to, to prepare for the game. I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts which I, I I try to do try to get kind of the the pulse of the fan base and you know the writers out there, the analysts that cover the teams on the on a day to day basis they're not even thinking that this is going to be a game like the, they, they've talked more about the game that they'll have coming up with Washington than this game against Colorado. they really don't think that Colorado has what it takes to compete in this one. And no Travis Hunter, and that's a double whammy because he's one of your top wide receivers and your top defensive player. So it's both sides of the ball. The defense for Colorado is not good. They're going to need – it's kind of like the Iowa-Penn State game. They're going to need some – some major moments like they're going to need to come out and they're going to need to score they're going to need to score a lot what was the total in that game van Wink? Sixty nine like and a half. 69 and a half 69 and a half and oregon i think is averaging like 55 a game i mean they're going to put up a ton of points this game might take four and a half hours selfishly quick, I'm, I'm hoping that colorado can keep it close go and check out if you're interested in this i did a podcast yesterday with our old buddy sean keeler oh, oh, yeah i listened to it keels oh my god that guy is something else i'm like, i've been, been out with Hassel. i've been out with hassle a couple times oh my god oh jesus yeah oh it's something i don't know i don't know if eugene can hold him.
0: Uh, i miss him uh, yeah he's, he's a great guy denver post now covering colorado he's yeah a doing a really this. good job so go and listen to that it took me about 15 minutes just to reel him in so i could finally talk to him about dion yeah, he, uh, he, he
2: kept talking about the register laying him off and
1: <laughs> I can't imagine uh, I can't imagine Keeler, you and William or uh, and uh, Miller in the same room. A funny story, one night and uh, I'm sure Dave's
2: wife will never hear this. I don't even think Dave listens to the podcast. But we were out at Blues on Grand, me, Keeler, and Dave Zabalinski and it was they were closing like it was the last hurrah and keeler loves that stuff that the live music thing oh yeah for some reason dave <laughs> what did we do he took off we swapped we swapped wedding rings i wore his and he wore mine and he was drinking so much that his finger got all swollen And he couldn't get my (laughs) wedding ring off his hand. Because of all the booze? His fat finger was swelling up because of all the booze he was ingesting at Blues on Grand in Des Moines. We were in the bathroom, and I was just, I was like, I was like jacking off his ring finger to try to get the ring off with soap. And it took, we were in there doing that for like 30 minutes, trying to get that damn ring off. I don't know, I, I don't know why we did it. I have no clue. But it was um, it was a scene in there, apparently. Then we have Ohio State at Notre Dame,
0: which, oh, man, in a weird way, has not gotten much attention at all this week because of the drama with Saban and Kiffin, and then Dion and like the death threats of that Colorado State guy. Yeah, you know, like it. It's, this game is quietly a battle of top 10 teams going Yeah, I it.
2: really want to see if Notre Dame is legit. They're a three-point underdog at home, but Sam Hartman looks the part. I'm picking he Notre like Dame the to best win quarterback. He, he looks like the best quarterback they've had since maybe Brady Quinn. You got Notre Dame winning outright. Yeah, I just... I'm not crazy about Ohio State right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State hasn't looked great so far. They really haven't. I mean, you, you look at the quarterback battle, tch, give me Notre Dame. No doubt. And... I'm going to be rooting for Notre Dame because I've got Notre Dame at Duke next week. Oh, you're Duke's going gonna to be Durham? Yeah, Duke's going to be probably undefeated cuz I That's uh, the game of the week next week? Well, that's that's the game that we are going to pick. Oh, interesting. Because Notre Dame could be unbeaten coming off this win. And Duke
1: is like they're ranked like 18th yeah, or something. 18, yeah, 18th. That's, that's an ABC primetime game too.
2: Wow. Yeah. Next there week. You so we go.
1: Cool. We usually, we try to pick the
2: games in that late, that night window. Makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, and so that one fell into it. And, you know, we got Mike Golick Jr., who's a Notre Dame guy. So that'll, that'll be perfect. I mean, if Notre Dame's coming off that win, Duke's already beaten Clemson. I think Duke will stay undefeated this week. They, they play uh, a team they're favored by like 20 against. So what? What are you doing shitting all over my game night? That's the game you're you gonna call I, Notre Dame Duke next
0: week? To Ooh be honest, God. like I don't, I still haven't come to grips with Duke being good, like to be in a football school. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like a lot of our audience probably had the same reaction, like, huh? well, but it makes sense after you spell it out like that, yeah. Duke. Well, like Notre for Dame? a game like that. Honest, honest to God, like so. Kansas plays, I think BYU this weekend, and they sold out for the first time in however many years. Will like Duke sell out at stadium for that? Like, how? Oh yeah, how are they? Yeah. Will they? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Well, they're at UConn this week. They're a twenty-one point favorite. But don't don't you remember the Duke Clemson game? That place was rocking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They'll still go. What do you what do you mean? Are they going to sell? It's Notre Dame coming to town. That's what I.
0: Asked. Yeah, okay. Just don't think of Duke and football yet. Give me a break.
2: Yeah, what are the other big games next week? You got? I don't, uh, I don't even know. I haven't looked ahead yet. Um, I was at Oklahoma Ole Miss. and Iowa is. Uh, Utah, what. Oregon State is a Friday game. That that's one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah, USC at Colorado, but yeah, who who knows with what Colorado is going to be like, without Travis Hunter and playing these these better teams. Uh, week six, looking ahead to that. That's the Oklahoma Texas week, but I believe that isn't that Texas Kansas? Is when does Texas play Kansas? Now, I don't know. I know. they can't play them the same week they're playing Oklahoma. Is that is that the week six? Because that that might be an interesting game when Kansas goes to Texas. That's next weekend. And they could the 30th. That's next weekend. Mm. Uh, that that's juicy. We were looking at that game too, is to potentially go, but decided with uh, Duke Notre Dame. (laughs) All right, let's get into our.
0: Oh my god! Good. I wish I could go. I think it sounds great. Uh, Let's do our circa NFL picks for the weekend. We do have our millions uh, ready. Uh, Let's pull those up, Van Winks, because I actually don't have them written down, other than what I sent to you. We're four, five, and one right now. We had a we had some bad beats.
2: We got we absolutely roll. hosed last week. We we really should have been at worst 3-1 one and 1. And yes. we ended up what was it? 2-1 one and 1 or 2-1 and two? 2. I hate pushes, to something like I that. I don't want
0: to brag, but my other entry I'm currently 7 and 3. I don't give a
1: shit
2: about your other entry.
1: So yeah, I thought insane. you guys had two pushes, but I looked at the circus standings and they didn't have anyone with two pushes. So I gave what? you the extra win. I don't know. Maybe you had a Wait. half point win or something. What? So did we win it or did we lose it? I don't know. I can
2: go and look at the standings. I Well, you better look this up because there's a big difference between four, five and one and three, six and one. Well, my other one, I'm seven and three in. So
0: you just need to listen to me and no, play
2: Williams. Nobody underdogs. cares about underdogs. your other one. Under Let's see. What is this? What are we looking at? This is yeah. just That's the
1: overall standings. There is an actual list where you can go and see yeah. where you're ranked. So, but I'll, see, oh. nobody has two pushes. So I'm like, well, I, they must have given you a half point or something somewhere. Um. All right. Uh. Well, let's well, get to the. I don't think picks. Williams. I
2: don't think we can move on until we figure out. It's gonna take minus me a long one. time to go Falcons through Falcons minus list. one pushed, correct? Yes. And didn't Saints minus three? What was? Didn't Saints minus three? Was that a push? Yeah.
0: Well, what I now? Know. I think Van Winkle's wrong. Let me. I'll get to the bottom of it, but we don't have time right now because I'm gonna have to go through like five thousand entries, so it'll take me a little bit. What?
2: Uh, this is disastrous. I mean, you, you know, we got a big show here Thursday. Coming off the our, our highest-rated show in in Iowa everywhere
1: history, and you pull stuff like this. Well, you guys pulling any? You guys also switched your pick last minute, so maybe you got a better line. I don't know.
0: No, you, you get the line that they give to you when the contest numbers come out. Which I
1: love Williams just mansplaining to
0: Van Wink. This well, yeah, it's not like you it's don't. It's not like regular sports betting. Like normally in these NFL lines, you'll bet them early in the week, and then they'll move. Like so, they'll. When millions the way it is, everybody plays the same line. So, like at noon on Thursday, they put them all out, and then you and then everybody's picking that line. That's Did you why find out Chris. Are, are we allowed to pick the Thursday night game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You are allowed to do it, but you have to put everything in at once. So okay. Anyways, this week we're going Packers minus two at home against New Orleans. Fade them. I, the Patriots have to win at some point. The fact that they are favored in this game mm-hmm. at, at the, the Jets. Jets. like I, I'm assuming the Jets are going to get all the public money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the Texans at Jacksonville, uh, plus nine. Just take the points there. I'm kind of with the Vikings the way I am with the Patriots, the Vikings really haven't been bad. They just haven't held on to the football. They,
2: you know, well, they've been moving. The problem the ball. is though, the Chargers have been the same. I mean, the Chargers could easily be two and zero. They've had two heartbreaking losses. Yeah. Late in the game, and it's a you know indoor game. It's basically, you know, that the, they're going to be able to throw it up and down the track. But it's it's a Minnesota home game, so um, we're going Vikings minus one. And then the Cardinals
0: at home, divisional game against the Cowboys, plus 12. Like, just take it. Divisional game against the no. Cowboys? Yeah, never mind. It's not a divisional. I knew I was wrong when I
2: said what that. What in the hell? They, but we'll take the 12, right? I think that I – mean, did they used to be in the same division like 20 years ago? Yeah, that's why years I said ago? That. Yeah, they're not anymore. Divisional. We got the, with the Cardinals, a heated NFC East rivalry, the Cowboys <laughs> and Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. East, West – who gives a shit? I'm, um, I'm really worried. If if we're if we're three six and one, dude,
0: it's a marathon. You just had get a four and one week here, get a four and one week there, and you're right
2: back in the thick. Of yes, things. last week should have been that week, and we got they absolutely. They give quarterly hopes. prizes too, so
0: even if you suck in the first quarter, you can win the second quarter or the third okay. quarter. Like you, you, that's why I like playing millions because it's like you're never out of it. So there you go. We need to talk about our survivor play. Okay. We we have used the Bills and we have used the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So like there are a ton of tasty options this week. I think it'd be I mean, like, no brainers would be Kansas City hosting the Bears. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Cowboys are a twelve point favorite. You're you're looking at Niners are a ten point favorite tonight. Yeah, Jacksonville's a nine point favorite. Like, to me, I kind of Brought this thing down to Jacksonville. Uh, even though I like Houston to cover, like it'd feel weird if they would go out and outright win that game. I, I thought about Miami. I also think that they're completely inflated I, I, as far as their lines go. The Denver thing scares me a little bit. I don't think Miami would lose. But the one I had kind of zeroed in on, which is a little bit of a contrarian play, is Seattle. Hosting Carolina, like would Bryce Young really go out there, go out west and and win that game? I don't know. I think there's, there's that's four the one or five I want. Games. I, I think the one we go want. with
2: I think we go with Seattle at home against Bryce Young and the Panthers. I mean, Bryce Young going into that environment, the way he's looked so far, he has not looked good. Because I was looking last night at like
0: and like nobody's on this. Like we're gonna be out on an island if we play Seattle, which I'm okay with. I'm not yeah. I'm not against it.
1: But Let's this is it. not
0: one of the popular plays this week. You want to do it? We want to yeah, go with the Seahawks. I like it. They're 6-point favorites, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I like it. I, I do you And we're see, saving those other teams. Do you see the
2: Panthers going in there and winning? I I like fading rookie quarterbacks. That's mm-hmm. just something I like to do. In that environment, Seattle's coming off a big win. They're feeling good. I I I like that play. I okay. think that's a good pick. That's, all right, we just made the decision. All right, Seattle. Survivor. You're
0: rolling with the Seahawks. i Locked in. I will have locks of the week. I'm going to have a lot of locks this week. How are your locks doing this year? Not great, Bob. Oh. Not great. Uh, I think I'm like three and five. I'm going to have like five plays this week. I love a lot of these games. On the board this week, so that'll come up. Dead
1: on Oklahoma State last week. (laughs) Well, I've been. Oh God! (laughs) Hope he took the money line on that one.
0: South Alabama's good. God, did you just spit a loogie out Um, in front of you? You're making fun of me. You think I'm like not actually sick? No, I know you're not feeling well. There's a difference
2: between being sick and not feeling well. This is uh, like a neon greenish phlegm just came out of my lung. just telling you the colds affect the hassles a lot differently than they affect other people and i've always been jealous i'm not happy about it but it, it uh, it's been a struggle here the last three or four days i love you buddy
0: get out to uh still have some phlegm in my mouth get out so to do you organ. Ever, when, when that happens to you do you ever swallow it if I don't have any other option. Really? It goes to a different spot. You just then you shit it out.
2: <laughs> it does not go into a different spot. Yeah, it goes. It's into the your same poop. exact spot because it comes down through your nose, post nasal drip, down your throat, and you're swallowing it right back. It eventually has to come out. Yeah, and you poop it out. Jesus Christ. He's Chris Hassel. Uh, I'm Chris Williams.
0: We've got legends and listeners coming up later today with Scott Doctorman and Chad Leistico, and uh, we have firmly entrenched. Yesterday, I also did uh, about 30 minutes with John Miller on this uh, USC reporter getting kicked out by LinkedIn. Yeah, we Riley. didn't get into that, but
2: I felt like we didn't need to because you we You hit it. it with with John Tifficate. Is that what is is that what it is? John 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 Tifficate. Yes, the Parlay Prince. The Prince of the Parlays, baby.
0: Appreciate all of you watching, listening. We'll see you on Monday uh, here on Two Guys Named Chris.
1: Iowa Everywhere.